We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Jennifer Stefano joining me. I hope you had a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving, Jennifer. Hey, you. It was a Great. Thank you. First of all, I'm thankful. Thank you for having me on the show, Dawn. The feeling is mutual. And it was. It was a nice, relaxing Thanksgiving. So I, I love that holiday. I think it's magnificent. Yeah. I think it's a, our, our best. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> so take me through it. Your latest, your latest piece as we want to break down. And obviously today we're watching as well what, what is happening on this day where we're seeing more hostages released. A little four-year-old Abigail released but at the same time you know 150 palestinian alleged criminals and i have to say the word alleged right it doesn't seem like a fair deal three to one you're talking about this and writing about this jennifer take us through what you see through your lens as we see the hostages released as we see the ceasefire the pause on the fighting in gaza but take me through it So I want to make clear and remind everyone that this happened because of an unprovoked barbaric attack by terrorists on Jewish people um, who were peaceably going about their day on October 7th. So this was a terrorist attack and and now um, and, and Hamas murdered a number of people and then took hostage others. So I think it's really important to remember what's happening here, that this is not an even exchange, that, um, you know, a 10-month-old baby is an innocent. You don't have to say alleged anything. They did nothing wrong. And nor did any of the people that Hamas, um, the terrorist group, attacked, and that the people being exchanged were being held prisoner in Israel and allegedly for criminal reasons. That's right. You want to say allegedly. But I, I think that um, we should not forget what happened here and, and that um, Hamas is a terrorist group and that in their charter, uh, they say that they want to end the state of Israel and annihilate all the Jewish people living within it. So that is their stated goal. And that is who the Israelis are being forced to deal with. And I think that's what people are applauding. That's what people are doing when they say, well, well, we support the Palestinians. Well, that's fine. We can have a conversation about the Palestinians. But if you're doing this in light of the October 7th attack, you're really just justifying terrorism. That's what it is. Yeah. And so when you talk about this, you saw some of that, some of the video 
as you were actually in South Carolina, you were moderating and and speaking at a presidential forum. Ron DeSantis was there, was there Asa Hutchinson, when he was still in it, uh, in the Carolinas there, and you were among the federations of Republican women. So mm-hmm. what was, as you start out, and, and your, what was your reaction? Because it was widely reported that a lot of disturbing video went viral October 7th, but for you, this was in a different context. And so take us through that a little bit, Jennifer. So what I don't think I realized and what most people don't realize about the, the video that I watched that the Israeli Defense Forces screening to journalists um, is that it was filmed by the terrorists as they murdered people. So this isn't eyewitnesses whipping out of camera or survivors whipping out a camera. What the Israeli Defense Forces confirmed to me um, was that these were probably GoPro cameras mounted to the killer's head, likely, likely on the on the, the terrorists' heads mm-hmm. or, or their body somewhere, as they were committing these acts of barbary. And it it was so shocking to me to watch this video. I, I wasn't aware we'd be doing it. Remember, I had this was October 19th. It was just, you know, it was 12 days after the terrorist attack. Yeah. And the the presidential forum down in South Carolina threw it in as a last-minute addition. So it was only as I was backstage did they say, we're going to preview this video. They had invited in... Um, the Consul General of Israel from the southeastern part of the United States, and she was going to screen it. So I, it was a total surprise to everyone that this was on the agenda, that the video was going to happen, and I gave a disclaimer, not even having seen it, but saying this is very violent. And boy, was it. But I, I wrote in the inquiry, I think it's a moral obligation that if you can see and screen it, you should. You should watch what they did. It's barbaric and horrific. Yeah, and unfortunately, I, I was invited here in Philadelphia um, at the local, it was the Constitution Center, and the Jewish Federation was helping to set up, and I wasn't able to go that day. So they, they may have, hopefully, moving forward, they will have more of these events where more journalists and, and you know, people can view this. And yes. in that, uh, you know, they did, they're very strict, as I don't know if it, this was the case for you, Jennifer, but here, had I gone... You know, they, they actually ask that you leave your cell phones locked up. They collect the cell phones. So they're very, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a secure situation. They don't necessarily uh, want people recording it when they go in. They want you to watch it, experience it, and see that firsthand video. To your point, this is from essentially like body cams that these terrorists were wearing. That's right. And the... And, uh, um the spokesman for um, the Israeli Defense Forces, Amnon Scheffler, told me why they're being so cautious with the video. And he said it was because of uh, the respect for the victims and their family, which I understand. I also know images and videos can change hearts and minds, can educate people. I mean, I think of Mrs. Till, Emmett Till's mother, um, the 13-year-old boy that was murdered in the South during the civil rights era and beaten, and she left his casket open, and she let the world see it and take pictures. I think of the George Floyd video. Um, it, it can change things, and I think 
so many people think they're doing a good by saying, well, the poor Palestinians. Yes, but at what, you know, when you're saying that and you're supporting Hamas, do you understand what they'll do to Jewish people? Do you understand the rabid anti-Semitism um, on the rise? Because people do support Hamas, some people knowingly, knowing what they're looking to do. And I think it's important people confront truth, no matter how hard it is, and say, is this what you're supporting? Is this what you agree with? And I think most decent humans are saying no. But I do think as many people who can see it should, if they're invited to, and journalists should bear witness. And so, you know, I, I should point out, this was your latest piece as written as an op-ed in the Philadelphia Inquirer, just, you know, trying to relate this. Are you saying, Jennifer, that you feel that, in fact, more of this video should be made public, maybe blur it out um, out of sensitivity, but at least get more of the, the, you know, actually what happened so that it can't be manipulated by the media. Right. Because that's what's happening, essentially. Right. That, that, you know, even locally, I'll give you a, a great example. Locally this morning, all the local media is talking about is something horrible that happened, you know, on a, on a campus um, in Vermont where there was the shooting. So a white 48-year-old man you know, shoots some group of 20-year-old young men who are wearing some some garb and scarves that would identify them as perhaps Palestinian or Muslim, etc. And so now it's being labeled as a hate crime. We have a local student who, thank God, survived it, and he's in stable condition. But it's all you hear about in the local media. And, and so it's almost like the media is anxious to report these stories as opposed to talking about what we've talked about, which is, you know, on, on college campuses where, where Jewish kids, students are being attacked, are being targeted. And it's, it's, uh, it's, I can't even compare, you know, the rarity of one situation compared to this wave of, I think, unprecedented anti-Semitism that we've seen, or at least saying the quiet part out loud. I mean, maybe this existed. Right. Right, that the ADL had told us this was existing. Well, now they're they're seeming to come out of the woodwork, and we're seeing it in a very public way. Right, and I and I think a couple of things. First, I am against all willful acts yeah. of murder for whatever reason, as I'm sure you are, Don, and any yeah. reasonable person. I don't ever support murder for any whatever your reasoning, and and you know the whole concept of a hate crime. I mean, when isn't murder a hate crime? Murder is murder. It's a, it's a legal definition. Um, you know, it's horrific and horrendous for any reason. And I'm, I'm against it. And I, you know, I, I, as a Christian, I know I find it incredibly problematic when people do things in the name of Christianity that are violent and hateful. You know, I'm not the Westboro Baptist Church it does not to me represent Christianity when people do things in the name. So I certainly understand how Muslims reject what Hamas does and don't want to and, and, and do not and we should not be targeting Muslims. This is outrageous. In fact, eighty five percent of the people killed by these Islamo fascist terrorists like Hamas are are Muslim. And and and, and the rest, you know, our people are, are but they do target the Jewish state. And the big difference is this Israel's founding charter is not about murdering a religious or ethnic group, or taking anything from them. In fact, Israel's founding charter is the right of return for all Jewish people around the world to have a homeland. But 
the, most of the people living in Israel aren't of aren't Jewish. They have many citizens that are Arab and and other ethnicities and religions. So it, it's an open, tolerant society in Israel. Okay, it's not exactly like America, but it's very similar. It's it's criticized by its own press. It has a free press. As to where Hamas is a terrorist organization, has been designated so since they were formed, and and their charter is to annihilate the Jewish people living in Israel. And do you think they want to stop if they get rid of Israel and the Jewish people there? No, they never want to stop. That's not how this works. So I think it's really important to recognize no one um, defending Jewish people is calling for the attack on or hurtfulness towards any Muslims anywhere. It's simply saying there is a difference between a state a nation that has, is attacked by terrorists, that innocent civilians inside that nation are attacked by terrorists, and, and then a random act of violence here and here. This is not the same thing, and it's not a moral equivalent. So I think you're right. It, it's getting ignored, and the anti-Semitism rising is also being ignored. One thing that you mentioned in your Inquirer article, Jennifer, is that you grew up here in Philadelphia, and you talked about, um, you know, of Roman Catholic parents, and yes. you, that the book that you read as a 12-year-old, uh, and I just want you to give that sense because this does go back to education. And I'll just remind, just take you back to, just for our listeners, take you back to May of 2020. This was, for the first time, we saw this Holocaust education funding bill signed into law by then-President Donald J. Trump. He signed that you know Never Again Education Act into law and it provided funding for Holocaust education across the country. And then it coincided with the International Holocaust Remembrance Day, as well as the 75th commemoration of the liberation of the Auschwitz Nazi concentration camp. And so just to weave all of that in together, I remember doing stories here in Pennsylvania, and there were many states that did not require Holocaust education. It surprised me because I didn't realize we didn't have Holocaust education into Pennsylvania until relatively recently. Um, and we would do stories, and New Jersey, to their credit, has traditionally. But in Pennsylvania, yeah. like, we would do stories and go on even college, even, like, University of Pennsylvania, and say, right. hey, we would just ask different factoids. People had no clue. And it oh does, go, yeah, it would go back to you know, what you're talking about, education. But, however, the faith-based schools, especially nuns and the Catholic schools, it's mandatory. And so I, yes. Yes. there's a link here with education and what you are taught in school. So with that, I just wanted to open that up. If you could say what you read when you were 12 and your history classes as a kid, how you were raised. Yeah. So first, I went to Roman Catholic grade schools in the Philadelphia area. And as I and I know my children will learn in in the in the middle school and certainly culminating all of eighth grade is focused on Hitler yep. and the Holocaust and Stalin and the programs and communism and how they particularly targeted Jewish people throughout that point throughout all that history through the through the thirties and the forties, et cetera, and what they did to the Jewish people. And that is a enormous part of education for Roman Catholics. Now I went to a secular East Coast prep boarding school, which we never got up 
to the Holocaust. So all of most of my education in my life that I, when I built more, more knowledge and intellectual understanding of the Holocaust was I, I do credit my parents and I write about this and I write primarily about them and what they taught me in, um, in the Philadelphia Inquirer piece, because they were very adamant that I understand history and what happened in World War II. My grandfather, um, you know, fought during World War II, and they cared very deeply about the Holocaust. So I would curl up next to my mother at a very young age and read the books she was reading. And one of them was Winter in the Morning by Janina Bauman, which is a firsthand account of the Holocaust, and a book, Alicia, uh, my story, which is another first-hand survivor account. And my father insisted, I mean, he had he had me reading heavy books, The Rise and Fall of the Third Reich. He thought that was vital. So I luckily read at a young age, and my parents didn't think children's books were necessarily <laughs> important, so they just gave me what they gave me, and I appreciate it because I do that with my... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Own children. So I, but my parents weren't activists. They weren't Jewish. They weren't, they weren't anything. They were just normal, everyday, ordinary parents who felt that was just part of their job. And it's what certainly my husband and I do in educating on the Holocaust. And we have our kids in Roman Catholic schools, so it's reinforced there. But I, I think it's tragic that you wouldn't teach about the greatest mass genocide of the 20th century and the contributing factors. And, and certainly, you know, the United States during that time frame, we, we, we would turn away Jews trying to escape from Germany and trying to understand that anti-Semitism and how it still exists today, but in a very different way and in a very different form. And, and it's, it's, I agree with you, Don. It's, it, it was shocking. It was both surprising and not surprising to me at how 
vicious and virulent. It popped up after the October 7th attacks and, and forced and the media being very left wing allowed it to completely change the narrative to be as if this were equal, that somehow Hamas and Israel were equal and it was just a skirmish. That is not correct. It's just fundamentally wrong. And it shows we do have the younger generation is not well educated in, in things that matter and are giving context for how vital Western civilization is. They're just taught it's racist, which is problem. Well, and it shows you, you know, think about it as a young age, so you know, kids like you were educated, you know, you read you read all those books, you learned the history. And so think about how easy it is then to indoctrinate somebody. Look at what we're seeing on our even the U of Penn campus that that's a huge national story now with civil lawsuits, federal investigations, FBI involved, but part of it I think is because the students here, it would appear they never received that kind of education. So they don't even have that as any kind of a, um, you know, a foundation where they don't, they don't even That's understand right. what really happened because they don't know the history. And, I, and that's so important. And, and what happened in, in, in the United States is that there was an enormous push by the left to overtake higher education. This was very smart and very strategic. In fact, in the 1980s, the New York Times wrote an article about the Marxist leanings of American universities, that they were allowing the Marxists more and more to not just have a voice. Of course, you know, we're free and tolerant liberal society, so we allow for dissent, right? So Marxism is what? It's anti-Western. But what they did was enshrine it. Uh, these people got into the institutions. They became professors they became tenured they became administrators they became they run the institutions now and they're the dominant voice so where on 9-11 they were present and they were there um this kind of anti-western sentiment today you know 22 23 years later after september 11th you have where these universities like the university of pennsylvania don't even know how to make a moral statement defending a Western democracy, Israel, and taking a moral stance against a terrorist attack on that Western democracy, right? They couldn't do it. They equivocated. And what I find is whenever the left rears its ugly head, whenever these types of things happen, the first thing um, uh, totalitarian types, the first thing they do is they go after the political opposition. So who was canceled first? It was the conservatives, the conservatives. And the second group they go after are who? The Jewish people, right? Mm-hmm. In, 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 in Hitler's Germany, in, in Stalin's Russia, they always find a way to target the Jewish people. And I, and I think, you know, first their political opposition, then the Jewish people. And I, I think if you look at dangerous totalitarian shifts in society and, and mo- dangerous moments for humanity, you can just look back to the 20th century at those moments and see how that can play out here. But I'm, I'm pleased to say, Dawn, there's, there's been a great pushback from the right, you know, from the right this time yeah. in the United States. Finally. Um, Finally. You know, I saw you were tweeting out a lot and Thanksgiving wishes and all of that. But another common theme that you have, Jennifer, you're talking about school funding and here in Philadelphia. I mean, obviously you've said you grew up here in Philadelphia. You love Philadelphia. And, you know, I think we share that love. And as moms, we share the idea that education is everything. And it's the yeah. key 
It's the pathway. No matter who you are in America, I do think it's a civil right. But take me through as we look to the 100th mayor. It'll be Sherelle Parker. She'll be sworn in, you know, January 2nd. You know, your feeling about, and I know you've written about um, Sherelle Parker as well, but your feeling about funding education and the lies that were told leading up, you know, to the funding for kids with those Lifeline scholarships. That's right. Well, I, you know, the first thing is um, that we owe children an education, but that doesn't mean it has to be through a government centralized system like we have it. If we want public schools, and I think we all do, that's great. We can have them, but that shouldn't be the only option. And I think what you're seeing is these school board fights are, 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 are to, in my opinion, I've long felt they're not the best path to, to having a debate around education. The best path is to let parents have the money through an educational savings account. Let the money follow the child. And then wherever they want to go, they can go. And lots and lots of people would choose public schools. And that's great. They should be allowed to. They should exist. They should they should be excellent and do well. The problem is, and you know this, Don, where do public schools do well? In the wealthy, usually predominantly white mm-hmm. suburbs. And where do they fail? They fail where Sherelle Parker is now leading. They fail in places like Philadelphia, where kids are redlined. They're limited by geographic bounds. They're sent into often violent and failing schools. You have places like Bartram High School, 0% reading and math proficiency. So there is a high school, there's more than one. Yeah. A Bartram High School in Philadelphia. It's no one graduates reading proficient or math proficient. Now why, why should a parent not be given money to get their kid out? Yep. And, and they'll say, we need more money, we need more money. I challenge, we're rich enough to do both. There is a plethora of money flowing to public education in the budget. Then let Lifeline scholarships happen, which the governor promised to do before he went back on his promise, but the governor still promised it, so we can hold. We should plan to hold him accountable. I certainly do. And just let the money go to the parents that want to get out. There's no good creating a two-tiered society where some kids have access to great education and others do not. It's not right, it's not just, and it's not fair. Well said. Well, until next time, my friend, where, where are you headed next? I know you're, you're wearing so many hats. Talking to Jennifer yeah. Stefano here, you have the Peace in the Inquirer, We're always reading all of your travels. You're also executive vice president of the Commonwealth Foundation and a columnist uh, routinely that we read your great stuff in the Philadelphia Inquirer. But uh, And and I have to mention, just in case somebody missed the first time we talked, you're an Emmy-nominated TV reporter and anchor, (laughs) and you were my one of my interns when I write at CBS3 back in the day. (laughs) <laughs> Which is what I learned from you is how I got the Emmy nomination. <laughs> yes, I was the I was a you were the bit you were the big star and still oh, are in but you were new and 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 I was like the new intern trying to figure out how not to drop the scripts and get them down on time. And you were lovely to me. You treated me well, which I always say, we treat everybody the same from the CEO to the interns because you never know. But it yeah. was just so lovely how thoughtful you were towards me. And um, it was lovely to work with you. And all these years later, I'm so happy to be back and be able to talk to you now on your show, which I know I love. Everybody loves my family, my, my mother and father listen to you. Everybody <laughs> loves it. So congratulations on all your many, many years Aww. of success and helping people like me. Back at well you. done, Dawn. Oh, thank you, Jennifer. What's, what's up next for you? Are you traveling? Are you doing any more 
Um, any more moderating of any, you know, debates? Are you going to get maybe Trump together? You get him to get on a debate stage? What What are you doing lately? I would love to do that. <laughs> certainly, we, we are always looking. We would love nothing more than to moderate an upcoming presidential. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania doesn't have an early enough primary probably yeah. to have either one, the Democrat or Republican primaries. Not that at the moment Joe Biden has a formal challenger. But certainly, come 2024, a foundation could host um, a presidential forum, and that would be interesting and lovely. But right now, I'm heading to Pittsburgh, going to meet some of our friends out there, talk about the economic conditions out there and, and the education out there. And I li- look, I always tell people, when you grow up in Philadelphia, if you forget, we have a whole area west of the Schuylkill. It's beautiful, and it's lovely. And uh, we have the Grand Canyon of Pennsylvania, and which I never knew until I started traveling west more as an adult. It's a beautiful state. I strongly encourage people to visit it. Oh, beautifully said. Well, Jennifer Stefano, thank you for joining me. Until next time, my friend, and safe travels to Pittsburgh. <laughs> Much obliged, Don. Thanks for having me on. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.